Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled Perfect Harmony. Here we go. Real men don't play childish games, nor do women. Just the same. When you are in a relationship, you must be honest and communicate. Yes, challenges will arise, but that's more reason not to tell lies. Treat your spouse with respect and try real hard not to neglect them. It's the small foxes that spoil the vine. So be prepared to apologize many, many times. Don't go to bed angry if you can try. Lay down in peace and say good night. Because tomorrow for you may not come. So try to stay on one accord and try to avoid petty arguments. Making the best of your time spent. Always build each other up and drink from your own cup of love. Because that's how it should be. And your union will create perfect harmony. So I hope that you all are having the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And today I wanted to talk about a subject that one of my co-host and I just finished talking about. Um, I have been asked to co-host a podcast with my dear friend Aisha B. And the name of that podcast, trust me, it's just now getting started. We just did a recording tonight, um, is going to be called Edible Insights Podcast. And it will be an opportunity for us to talk and delve into certain conversations that hopefully will allow people to feast on even after we have ended the episodes and food for thought, just a a play on words. It'll be hopefully things to get you to think and ponder on some things and maybe Go a little deeper in having those conversations with your relatives, your friends, acquaintances, what have you. Um, Some thought-provoking conversations. So it'll be quite interesting. Um, But yes, when she approached me, I was so honored because I adopt a lot of people as my children. And she's one of the people that I love. And so this will be really, really fun. We had a great time. Um, The first recording that we did, she forgot to press record. And so we laughed and chuckled about that. And she was like, that was episode zero. Um, And we did that one for God. And so, but yeah, it's just really, really awesome and amazing when you're able to guide someone and help them 
and edify them to fulfill their own dreams. So this was one of her dreams is to have her own podcast. And she just asked me to come along. So I'm really, really excited. I wanted to share that great news. So yeah, be looking out for the Edible Insights podcast. And yeah, so that's what I'm up to. Um, But I wanted to talk to you all and just talk about doing it scared. So one of the things that we had delve into, um, I guess you could say, in a lot of ways, I've just been trying to encourage her to go ahead and and take the jump, take the leap. um, Because I already see that it's on the inside of her. I already see how amazing she is as a person. I already see how awesome she is and she's like a sponge she takes it all in and then she's able to just pour it all out and so um, I already knew that she had everything that she needed in order for her to just jump and to do it scared and do the podcast and so all that was needed was just just pretty much to be present and like I told her even if I would have just been asked to be a guest I would have willingly done that um, simply because I absolutely love to see the people that I hold near and dear to my heart fulfilling their dreams. I absolutely love to see the people that I hold near and dear to my heart living their best lives. I just love to see people winning. I just absolutely do. And so when she entrusted me with a portion of her dream and I knew that it was something that was oh so attainable. Um, I just was willing to do whatever was required of me in order to make sure that it manifested. And guess what? She jumped and it has manifested. <laughs> she did her very well, actually, we did two tonight. So we did two recordings tonight. So I think that's pretty amazing. I'm so excited. Um, But yes, so doing it scared. I know a lot of times it could be very, very terrifying whenever you are even contemplating doing something um, that you may have written down. I'll give an example. So I know when I decided to publish my book, it was a birthday gift to myself. And I believe that was my... For my, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, because we're in 2021. Yeah, so a strong-willed mind is seven years old. That's the number of completions. So the anniversary for a strong-willed mind was in June, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, June of 2021. And so, Wow. This is what I have to say about that. Because I don't even think I've had a chance to process the fact that it has been alive for that long. Um, Let me see if I can. Let me see. Um, It says my book was created May of. That can't be right. Mm Mm-mm. Oh, this is the reprint. So let me go all the way back. Let me see if it shows anything. Let me show if it, see if it shows any. Indi- yeah, 2014. 2014. So here we are. Here we are seven years later. And it was published 
So it was published May the 30th of 2014. And I went live, I believe, if I remember correctly, June the 2nd of 2014. God is so faithful. So as I celebrate, <laughs> just by me being on this live right now, y'all, I'm just now, re I'm just now realizing this. So we a little late, but it's okay. It's all good. But I remember that although the book was published in 2014, um, I wanted to gift myself as a birthday present. I wanted to have a published book. Now, keep in mind, my birthday was January of 2014 when I turned 40 years old. Am I remembering this right, Lord? Yeah, I am. Okay, so of 2014. But the book didn't come into fruition until a few months later. So, of course, I had a little anxiety as I was going through the editing, as I was going through making sure all the pages aligned, making sure that all the titles aligned, making sure that there wasn't any typos, just making sure that it looked the way that it looked to represent who I was at age 40. And it was a tribute to my children because I had had two brain surgeries in 2011. And I wanted to leave a blueprint for my children because I wanted them to be able to have something to reflect upon some of the adversity that I had faced in my lifetime at that point. And I think it's time for a sequel because this is seven years later and seven is the number of completion. Just thinking out loud. Yes, Lord, I think it's time. However, um, you got to do it scared. So I did not know when I was printing the book. Now, keep in mind, the only audience, the only audience that I had in mind when I was writing my book of poetry were my children and my immediate family. So when I say immediate family, it was my children, my parents, my aunts, my uncles, and my grandparents and cousins. That's about the gist of it. And nieces and nephew. That was the gist of it. That's as far as my mind went. That's as far as my mind went. If I could just get this book printed and if I could just bless my mother and father with a copy, if I could just bless my grandparents with a copy, if I could just bless my children with a copy, then my book is successful. That's the way I looked at it. I didn't go any further than that. That was the gist of my vision. I did not know, had not a clue of what God's vision was for me concerning the publishing of a strong will mind, healing scars over time through my poetry. Had not a clue. But what God did, and I'll never forget, right before the book, was about to be published, I heard so clearly 
I am preparing your audience for you. Still had no clue what that meant. I still had no clue what that meant. And that was seven years ago. Fast forward. As I look over the doors that have been opened with just my being obedient, with just my gifting myself, this book of poetry. When I look at the celebrities who own my book of poetry, when I look at the comedians who own my book of poetry, when I look at the photos of who owns my book of poetry, I am in utter awe. When I think about the doors that have been opened, the platforms that I have spoken on, the church doors that have been opened for me to be able to be a guest and speak to congregations because I was obedient, because I literally did it scared. See, in my book of poetry, I am extremely transparent and Some people, when you think about being transparent, they utter at the very thought of transparency because they're just like, I don't want nobody knowing my business. And I had the audacity to share my business with the world. The audacity. Unapologetically. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. And I did it so that my children would know that I did the best that I could with all that I had going on in my world. With everything that I had taken place in my life, that I was trying to not only discover who I was, but then you start to add layers. Here it is, I'm 19 years old, and now I am the mother of a beautiful baby girl. But I don't even know my true identity. And so now I'm trying to maneuver life as a young mother, and I don't even know who I am. Then I get pregnant again. And I still don't know who I am, but I'm trying to figure it out. And as I'm trying to figure it out, I made so many wrong decisions. Because see, my playbook was really TV. I didn't really have major examples or anything to look at or any type of reference to look at in order for me to know what really and truly I was supposed to do. So I just did a whole lot of, I think I'm supposed to do this. Okay. I think this is next. Okay. I I, I mean, I guess this is next. I did a whole bunch of guessing. I don't even believe when I look over the course of my life that I knew what adulting was to its fullest capacity 
until I reach my late 30s. And that's just me being 110% transparent. That's after me having multiple children. That's after me getting a divorce. That's at, Then I think it registered. Because when I remember, when I, okay, so when I had the tumor in my brain, I remember having a moment when I found out that I had a tumor in my brain. Lord Jesus. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm sharing this, but it's so, so true. When I was like, is that the reason why I was making all these crazy decisions? It's because I had this tumor in my brain. Was it affecting my cognitive skills to that level? Was it affecting my judgment? What was this the reason why? Child, even after the tumor was removed, I was still making careless decisions. So it the tumor didn't have nothing to do with it. I literally just was very naive, did not know much about living, learned a lot of things the hard way, learned who I could not trust, learned why they were untrustworthy. And yeah, there were a lot of hiccups along the way. But I am so grateful that God is a merciful God. He's a gracious God because he allowed me to go through those situations. And I'm grateful. So I was talking to my dear friend and I was telling her how one of the reasons why I believe that we should do things scared is because We've heard this time and time again, fell fast, fell forward, fell, 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 all about failure. And I told her, I said, I'm beginning to believe that one of the reasons why failure is welcomed is because maybe we are meant to fail to help someone not make those same mistakes. Because who would you have to tell you which way not to go if someone didn't fail first? When I look at the Bible and when I'm reading a lot of the passages that are in the Bible, a lot of the stories that are in the Bible, there are a lot of people in the Bible that failed before they got it right, that did it scared before they got the epiphany or before they got the revelation, who didn't quite know which way to go or how to go. They just knew they needed to go in a direction. Didn't get all of the instructions immediately, but as they went, everything started to unfold. And then I think of my life. And as I went, as I went through the trials and the tribulations, as I went through the adversity, as I went through the heartbreaks, as I went through the rejection, as I went through all of these things that occurred in my life, as I went through certain aspects of my life started to get clearer. It hasn't always been easy. There have been times that I've wanted to give up. There have been times that I wanted to throw in the towel because I'm like, why and for what and for who? When is my breakthrough coming? When will I be able to breathe? When will it get better? Where is my purpose partner? Lord, been there, done that. But had I not did it scared, had I not made up in my mind that it didn't matter 
how much it cost for me to contact this publishing company. I was going to be a blessing to my children by leaving something concerning their mother that wasn't just about other people's opinion of who they thought Teresa was because of their little bitty experience. They're drawing those conclusions like this is who she is without truly knowing the depths of who I was. This was as true as I could be to my children, as transparent as I could be to my children. This was and is my truth. So to be able to take those moments in my life and to share them with my children and to be able to be not only transparent, but vulnerable enough to share the ugliest parts of my world with the world. That wasn't an easy thing to do. There were many a nights when I was writing these poems that it would take me back to those moments. And I would weep. I would weep as I wrote the words because it happened to me. I would weep because I went through those situations. And when I was going through those situations, I didn't see a way out. I didn't know that I was going to overcome. I didn't see myself on this side of the situation. In a lot of those situations, I felt like it was my end. It was only by the grace of God that I've been able to endure a lot of the trauma that I've endured. It's only by the grace of God that I've been able to speak to certain levels of the pain that I've gone through. It's only by the grace of God. It's not by my strength. It is not by my might. It is only because of how he's kept me covered that I've been able to speak to the very things that were meant to destroy me. To the very things that were meant to break me. To the very things that were meant to curse me. To the very things that were meant to cause me to curse God. But I didn't. In fact, I did the opposite. I thanked him eventually, not right at the moment. Because there were many times that I was like, really, God, that's what we're doing. This is what it looks like to follow you. I don't know if I want to really kind of co-sign for that. Because the way this is going, wouldn't nobody in their right mind ask for nothing like this? Why does it have to be so hard, God, for me? Where is the silver lining? Where's the rainbow after the storm? This inquiring mind would love to know. How long must I weep before the joy comes in the morning? I know you say weeping may endure for a night. But how long should my night last? Why am I still going through this? Does anybody care? Those were my thoughts. And yet I wrote. I wrote when I was in doubt. I wrote when I was afraid. 
I wrote when I was confident. I wrote when I was hurt. I wrote when I was angry. I wrote when I was curious. I wrote when I was envious. I wrote when I was jealous. I wrote. I wrote because I could write. I wrote even when I didn't think that anyone would ever read the pages to the book. I wrote. I wrote what was on my heart. I wrote what was on my mind. I wrote. But I did it scared. I did it afraid. I just did it. Because I knew that what I'd gone through was not about me, even though it was happening to me. I knew that a lot of what I've read in terms of history repeating itself, I knew eventually history might repeat itself. And so just in case, because I didn't necessarily get the blueprint when I was going through a lot of what I went through, just in case my kids felt like I don't have anybody to confide in. They can't handle my truth. Nobody will understand. Maybe just maybe they would think about a strong willed mind healing scars over time through my poetry. Written by their mother. And they would open it up. And they would begin to see their mother's heart in a different light. Because sometimes it's required. As the back of my book says, if you are someone who has experienced a broken heart, a failed relationship, lost a close family member, or lost a dear friend, then you are invited to expand your mind and open up your heart as you travel across the pages of this book and discover that you are not alone. Get prepared to take an unpredictable journey with the author as she writes about some of her most vulnerable moments through her poetry. Her book, A Strong-Willed Mind, awaits you. When I wrote those words, it was the best way for me to define what would be in the pages. But when I did it scared, I did not expect celebrities to own my book. I did not expect for doors to open up. I did not expect to have a podcast where I could read from the pages of my own book. But I did it scared. And because I did it scared, I am still giving God all the glory. I hope this episode encourages someone I don't know what you're going through. You may not even get to the very end of the episode. But whatever you are going through, 
I hope that when it comes to pursuing your dreams, when it comes to pursuing your goals, when it comes to getting your yes, that you do it scared, that you do not allow fear, false evidence appearing real, be the dictator of your success. Let it be your stepping stone. Don't let it dictate how your story ends. Do it scared. This is going to conclude my episode. I will not be reading a letter to my future hubby on today. I just wanted to share with you. I hope you don't mind. But before I go, do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.